This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans. <laughs> keep it, I'm keeping it. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. I am Jeff. All right. Well, with that very awesome intro, we're going to talk about Casablanca. And this is not the house where Blanca lives in from Street Fighter 2. By... Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Got to redo my whole list. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of Turner classic movies here. We're going to talk about an old black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casablanca. Starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Beerman. God damn it. <laughs> Bergman. <laughs> I don't have IMDb up. <laughs> Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> All right. Uh, fill in if in- I miss anything. This Ingrid. is like made in the 841. 42. Um, directed by Michael Kurt Titz. Curtis? <laughs> Kurt- <laughs> Curtis with a Z. Jeebus H. <laughs> well, how do you say Curtis with a Z? Not Kurt Titz. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> well, it's in Casablanca. You know, they're saying it in the French way. Kurt Titz. All right. Oh, jeez. The French accent. Ah, <laughs> jeez. Oh, um, anyway, uh, written by Julius J. Epstein, Philip G. Epstein. Wow, they must be related or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. A couple of regular and... Epsteins. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so before we get into it, have you guys seen this before? I did a long time ago. Uh, I, did, I didn't. None of it was really fresh for me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And Alex? I had never seen it until yesterday. All right. Pretty good movie. Uh, not yeah. not the best, you know, classic black and white movie I've ever seen, but it kept my interest throughout the whole throughout the whole movie. That's no clerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, I remember I I went into it through a phase a long time ago, so I started going back and watching all these old classic movies and I, this one I liked more than a lot of the other ones, but I, they're still, they're dated. <laughs> oh, are they ever? <laughs> Wait till you get to my number seven. There's, there's a couple of uh, what our listener Clayton calls time anchors. <laughs> Very appropriate uh, term for it. I All would right, call well... them uh, collar pullers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, my number seven is it's it's very white film. Uh, <laughs> you bet it is. It's not really a black and white movie. It's a white and white movie. I don't know. Uh, um, takes, you know, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say this takes place in Morocco and everyone speaks English and even I just everyone's white, obviously, but like not even like there weren't any accents. The Nazis really didn't have accents. The French people really didn't like. They did, but not as I, I don't know. It's just, they, times have changed. So, so this is French occupied Morocco. Yeah, which is ironic. <laughs> like this whole thing about how the the Germans are evil, 
and yet the French had come in a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I so. <sighs> Like, that part of it didn't bother me as much, because it's supposed to be, um, at least when they're in the bar, anyways. Yes. Because it's supposed to be an expat bar. So that kind of makes sense. It's just a bunch of, like, French and English speakers. Um, but yeah, when they're kind of out and about, which doesn't happen a whole lot, it's it's fairly obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was the biggest thing watching it, was just, like, for me. But, as were the times. And then... I didn't know when this movie was made. Like, this is made. It's almost, it's not a, it's like modern day. Right? So, this came out in 42. Yeah, so so I'm unclear on whether they'd started filming this before or after the, the U.S. had officially joined the war. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Or wondering. Um, I mean, it was definitely well before, uh, like, the, the end of the war, for sure. Uh Everything was, would still be up in the air when they were filming this. So what's my when's D Day? Is that forty two or forty one? I don't. I always get Pearl Harbor mixed up with D Day. Um, well, Pearl Harbor is nineteen forty one. Right. Uh, D Day is nineteen forty four. Oh Jesus! So this is way before. <laughs> so this is probably well before the U.S. actually set like sets foot, or they were filming this before the U.S. set foot in Europe. Yes, most likely. Definitely, yeah. But maybe after Pearl Harbor. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, see, that's crazy. I don't know if this they started filming before or after Pearl Harbor, though. Right. Um, Which, so. without getting into history thing, like I don't understand why Japanese bombed us, made us go into Europe. But hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, but we wanted to go. I know. All right, uh, Alex. Uh, Number seven. Just the thing that really just punched me in the face. Well, not really, because it was really confusing at the time. But when Ingrid Bergman comes in to the restaurant to, Bergman. to um, yeah, Cafe Americano, American, American, comes in, and then she sees Sam playing the piano, and then she speaks this line. <laughs> she says, "Who's that boy playing the piano?" And at first, it, yeah, at first, I, I squinted. I'm like, that guy has to be at least 30 years old. Like, oh, shit. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Luckily, that that's about it, though. Yeah. Like, other, other than his character being kind of stereotypical, like, <laughs> that period of Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. Like black people had to be entertainers, which is, yeah. which is yeah, horrible. But anyways, uh, yeah, that line is very cringeworthy. <laughs> That's the time anchor right there. Yeah. Buenas noches. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely pulling my collar when. <laughs> and the whole yeah, movie he keeps he keeps calling him. I didn't notice him. it, so I guess I'm a bad person. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap! To the whole movie, uh, he keeps calling uh, Bogey. Uh, Mr. Richard. Yeah. Mr. Richard, sir. Yeah. Come on now, Mr. Richard. You didn't just call him Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Should have. That would have been awesome. You want right, to go Scott. now, Mr. Dick? <laughs> Scott, number seven. All right. My number seven is uh, for, for as dated as this movie is, um, it's still uh, beautifully shot. Like the... I, I really found myself enjoying 
a lot of the camera work, even if it gets a little overdramatic with some yep. of the close-ups. Some of the zoom-ins um, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's not as bad with the being in, in black and white. So, you know, you can do a lot more with, like, interesting things with the lighting um, for framing and things like that. And there's some, some really cool shots in this of, uh, like, with, with light and shadow. Um, a lot of it is bogey, like, when he's sitting down and, like, when you first meet him and, like, he's kind of, like, half in shadow, half in light. Uh, and I like, the, I like the fact that he's wearing, like, the white tux for the whole thing. Um, he's, like, the the, the white... the Kind of anti-hero, but he's you know dressed in white. Um, Hans, yeah, Booby, <laughs> your white knight. I'm your white yep. knight. Boobs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I found myself really enjoying the the the, the camera work here. I mean, the light and shadow, the lighting. That's my number seven. Yep. Right. They didn't have any CGI back then. Every shot had to count. And it was filming that. There wasn't any unlimited hard drives. One take only. <laughs> yeah. He just rolled unlimited with Unlimited hard drives. I don't know what the fuck uh, that not, means. But... Not unlimited hard drive. <laughs> For, you know, digital filming. But anyways. Yeah, I, yeah. I gotcha. Um, my number six kind of just goes right into that as well, is that from everything I remember hearing, this could be wrong, but this is filmed very cheaply. And you can kind of tell on the fact that it takes place mostly in the, in his club. Um, sometimes you go next door to the other place and then um, the flashback to Paris and which was probably just redecorated room or something and then the airport scene later on so but it feels much bigger than that I like the fact that it was looked like it was filmed or I heard it was filmed cheap but it feel, doesn't feel that way yeah um, yep. I agree yeah they, they still managed to make it feel like you said like kind of international still even yeah. on the on the limited budget so and they filled really, it Oh, they filled in one plot hole with me with a simple line. And I wish more movies would do that nowadays. It's so easy. But <laughs> I guess the, the Germans and some of the French uh, police go through um, Frank uh, Rick's club to try and find the papers that were stolen because they're convinced they're in this club somewhere. So they, <laughs> they supposedly tear up the whole place. But then when they go back to the club, all you hear Rick is saying is like, we barely <laughs> had enough time to clean up the whole place to get it open. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh well, that there it is. That's what happened. And then, and then the captain asked him how he managed to clean it up, and Rick says, "Wasn't easy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's one more thing to add when they're kind of doing their flashback scene and they're driving. Oh God! Paris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's it's charming, <laughs> right? It's there, there was there was like a I, I swear to God there was like a like a all of a sudden it changed like they were in the city oh, yeah. all of a sudden the countryside. But they kinda, didn't. But they didn't change. Like the shot didn't change. Just the background. <laughs> yeah, yes, I kind of like that because it was kind of like reliving his memory. Like he's driving yeah. through, blah blah this and that. So that didn't bug me, but I did notice it. Yeah, and he was driving on. It was, a, it was an English car, but they were driving through France, which I guess. Yeah, that bugged me. That did bug me. That I'm like, why is he driving on the wrong side? <laughs> but I'm assuming because hey, it's happens. Europe. <laughs> yeah. They all drive crazy over there. To be fair, the French aren't exactly known for making cars, so. That is true, and I was going to say, do you guys know where this was actually filmed? Was this filmed in L.A. still, or is this... Uh... Probably. Uh, I'll look it up while we go. So that was my number six. Alex, what's yours? My number six, I had to get used to everybody talking so damn fast. <laughs> not only not only talking fast, but it 
it seemed like some of the less experienced actors are the ones that just like wanted to get deliver their lines and then the other person delivered their line like almost immediately like there was like okay you're done now it's my turn to go okay now i'm done now it's your turn to go you know it didn't it didn't seem like it only lasted for like maybe i got acclimated to the rest of the movie but it seemed like that was only in like the first like third that it, bo it really bothered me and then i got used to it or well, they I... just you know started acting better well, I think that that was a thing, though. Like that, I know. Like yeah. movies, like there was there's a cadence there, like to, to keep the the action going, so you, you keep the dialogue going, um, keep it snappy. Uh, yeah, I, I, it is weird that they, you know, not many scenes are they giving room giving room to breathe. There's kind of the directing style of just get through the scene, snap, snap. It was a style at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really notice when you posted that. I didn't really, I didn't notice that, but I didn't have to turn subtitles on. But, <laughs> but mainly because that dude at the beginning, that guy, hey, boss, hey, hey, I didn't understand what that guy was saying. Peter Lower. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about that guy later, but is he, is he like, yep. he's mimicked a lot or something, right? Is he, uh, oh, yeah, don't he... get into my number three. Okay. okay, sorry. He does show up in, like, I, I do vaguely remember. Like some of the old Hollywood actors showing up in old Looney Tunes cartoons. There's yeah. my number three, folks. Thank you very much and good night. <laughs> what a dick! Well, I didn't think you're going there, man. <laughs> Why would you not think I was going there? I thought you were going to talk about him as his character. I didn't say anything about his character. Jeebus <laughs> H. But you shared anyway. a lot about your own character there, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Also, uh, I don't care. <laughs> and don't Scott care. just won the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Scott, before you go, Casablanca was filmed entirely in Warner Brothers in Burbank, except for one scene that was filmed at the Van Nuys Airport. So, okay. There it is. I did I did manage to snag uh, a bit of trivia about the airport, how they weren't allowed to film at night for like security reasons because of the war. So that was interesting. Oh. I thought it was because of all the porn that gets shot in Van Nuys. Well, well that too. <laughs> Probably not in the 40s, but uh, yeah. Later on. Oh, don't kid yourself, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. Okay. Number six, uh, we kind of already talked about this, but just the despite the, the obvious uh, set that they're on, uh, the, the international flair, uh, it still feels exotic. Uh, you know, I have no idea what... <laughs> it should look like it was actually set in Morocco. Uh, but I like how the movie opens up and they go around showing all the different uh, patrons of, of his bar and you got people from all over the place um, people uh, from from Asia from from Africa from Europe and the Americans uh, so I thought, I thought that was interesting that for a movie in the 50s to to be able to pull that off was pretty cool 40s 40s, sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 40s to be able to pull that off. That's even more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number six. All right, I agree. Kept it international. <clears throat> and I, and I did like the... Sorry, real quick. And I did like how... I, 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 subtitles weren't a thing back then. So I appreciate that at certain points there's German being spoken and other languages a couple of times. And they never really spell out what's being said. It's yeah. just kind of implied. But you can... But the way they shoot it, it's fairly easy to tell. 
Yeah. So I, I did like that. But like I said, I kind of, I thought it wasn't enough of that. I felt like, okay, when they were speaking American or English, whatever you want to say, <laughs> they were speaking with American accent. I don't remember. It didn't. For me, it didn't really hold up that well for well, that part. Well, there's the one girl from Bulgaria who... I, I, I don't know what a Bulgarian accent sounds like necessarily, but she did not sound like it. <laughs> anyway. It sounds Eastern European. It sounds Russian. Yeah, yeah. But it, she she's <laughs> clearly from like the Midwest or something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, my number five is just one little moment with that one character that... Um, Talks like this, and he's—they're gonna make the arrest, and so he goes and cashes out his chips, and they're following him, and the guards are blocking the door, but then they just let him through the door, like he just like does like a Allen Iverson like double crossover and just gets out <laughs> the door and crack me up. <laughs> Nazis are the worst. Where was was it? Just Nazis, or was it the French police too? No, Whatever it was, the it, was French it was they were terrible. Like God damn it. Trained by Jerry Lewis. What do you expect? <laughs> so I don't know. Just that little moment. I was like, okay, we're setting this up. The whole thing, we're talking about setting it up. We're going to put on a good show. And then he just get one juke and he's out the door. I mean, he doesn't get very far, but getting out the door was... Because uh... <laughs> he should have kept running, that idiot. <laughs> yeah. uh, he cracked me up. You yeah. got to help me, Rick. <laughs> don't stick my, my neck out for nobody. <laughs> That's my number five. Alex. My number five, I really was taken aback by the, uh, first of all, the globe shot at the very beginning, which was really cool, explaining the dire situation about trying to get into, out of occupied, German-occupied France, like, to uh, Casablanca, and it kind of sets that up as uh, why people are there and desperately trying to get away. Because they really hammer that point home. But, like, the Indiana Jones lines of, like, oh... Is this where they got it from? Like, was this the main inspiration for the indie lines on the map? Could be. I mean, he got all that stuff from old serials, too, so I don't know if it did okay. it in those as well. I'm not sure. Because that what struck me the most. I'm like, oh, it's the indie lines. I wonder if they <laughs> got it from this. Um, so do you guys know the whole point? Like, I mean, the whole thing where they were flying from there to go to Lisbon, which, right, is Portugal, I think, like, to get to the U.S. Like, do you know why that was such a... Is that a real historical thing? Like, that was the place to leave to go across the Atlantic, or I don't know. It, it it makes sense though because I I don't remember Portugal being too active in the war. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily neutral, but I, I I think at that point the Germans hadn't gotten that far either. Yeah, it was still like a neutral port. Yeah. Well. I'm going to sound ignorant here. You don't hear much about Spain in the war either, too. What the hell? What were they doing? They they had their own shit going on. Uh, I was going to say, was there civil war around that time? Or no? Am I thinking of... Uh... Anyway. This is not a historical podcast. Yeah. Because we have no facts. Shadow facts. They, they basically... The facts. So they basically... They weren't an Axis power, but they were friendly towards the Axis powers. I think it's basically what happened. Spain? Yeah. Oh. All right. So Alex liked the map. That's yes. where we're at. So Scott. Okay. Number five is uh, when you see Rick, who's 
uh, the total hard ass up to this point uh, when he when he helps out the the young couple from Bulgaria at the roulette table. Uh, and he just comes over and he tells the the, the kid to bet on twenty two and leave it there. Uh, it's so cool <laughs> and not suspicious at all. I know yeah. exactly. No, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that, that was funny too. That like. I bet some of the people sitting there might have been pissed. But <laughs> yeah. Everyone, the second time he said it, everyone should have moved their one chips to 22. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is yep. how he had it like worked out ahead of time with his uh, pit boss or whatever, the guy working the roulette table. Yeah. Uh, the spinner. Uh, Yo, he was a spinner. He was a spinner, all right. Um, yeah, I just thought that scene was cool to help out this, these crazy kids from Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, also, like there was another thing, because I was like, hey, how come the same, right when I was watching, why didn't everybody bet on 22, or this isn't suspicious at all? They had that little, that little touch of that one guy going, hey, is this, is this a fair, is your table fair and stuff, is your gambling, you know, on the level? Yeah. They just had a small little moment with, the, with another side character. Yeah, the, okay, so yeah, the German guy, yeah, yeah, the German guy was like, like, legitimate is, or whatever he says, as the day is long, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Honest as the day is long. And when you said on the level, I thought of a monorail song from The Simpsons, but I forgot <laughs> the you said here run. by the devil? No that good, is. sir, I'm on the level. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> Alright, uh, we're to my number four? Yes. And um, I like the little, you guys kind of mentioned it was like, I guess maybe bad filmography, but I love the little scams and pickpockets that happen throughout the <laughs> throughout the movie and they just every once in a while the guy says oh he just pulls the thing out of his wallet or trying to scam him. oh I got these you know tickets guaranteed to get you out of here and all that stuff I like how they would keep going back to that throughout the movie got a chuckle out of it um, yeah I, I, I pickpocket guy when he bumped into him the one guy's like oh, <gasps> he knew to check right yeah, away he's like yeah. okay I still got my wallet yeah no I, I did like that everybody else knew who that guy was but they never bothered to like <laughs> do anything yeah. about it yeah. Yeah. So there you go. My comment says pickpocket dude and scams. <laughs> so there it is. Mm-hmm. Alex. My number four is along the same line is just all the kooky characters that they had, like sprinkled throughout the movie. Like uh Peter Lore in the in the beginning. And then the outrageous just French captain. Oh, He's like, there's. I'm astonished to find gambling in this place. Like, why are you shutting us down? I'm astonished to find gambling in this place. Here you go, sir. You've won again. Thank you. <laughs> and he just takes yeah, the money. <laughs> that was, that yeah, was, that, that was awesome. That was a good gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That pickpocket goes by. He's like, and be careful, sir. There's vultures everywhere. And he just swipes wallets left and right. Yeah. yeah like Claude, a lot of good, a lot of good character. Yeah. Claude Claude Rains is great in this, by the way. The the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ferrari, the guy that's trying to trying to buy the bar from uh, Rick. Keeps swatting flies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that guy somebody famous? No, probably the guy with the fez, right? Yeah. Well, he was in Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott. Uh, Sydney Greenstreet was that guy's name, by the way. I was going to say, I thought his name was Sid something. Huh? So I kind of know stuff. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. All right. All right. My number four is Ingrid Bergman. Uh, 
<laughs> Old racist Ingrid Berwin. Yeah. <laughs> does, does, doesn't her son call stuff on ESPN? Anyway. I don't get it. I'm trying to think. I don't watch ESPN anymore. So I was, ben, Benny Bergman? Uh, it, was, it was Chris Berman. Anyway. Oh. Because Alex just said Berman instead of Bergman. Anyhow. Yeah, Benny Bergman. Uh, so yeah, Ingrid Bergman. Bergman. Uh, Bergman. It's very well served by the black and white here. She kind of shines throughout the movie. In part because of all the ridiculous backlighting they have on her at, some, at points. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, you kind of see how like everybody she runs into is like, oh, you're the, like, the most beautiful woman in the world. Like, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but you can see there's some basis for it. Um, you know, she is tormented um, at points and really sells it. Uh, and yeah, just her in this setting really works as the, uh, kind of innocent, but not that innocent, uh, wife of the, uh, I don't even, I don't even know what her husband's like title would be, whatever. Laszlo, underground rebel organizer, rebel rouser. So she's seen some things. Uh, she's some shit. Yeah, she's seen some shit. So yeah, I really like Ingrid Bergman here. Is, is all I'm saying. Yeah, she was good. I know this is another me being stupid historically. All right. <laughs> so he was. He, he said he was in a concentration camp when he got out. I thought the Nazis hid the concentration camp. Like that wasn't a known thing until the war was starting to end. But obviously not. If this was filmed in 1941. Yeah, I don't know. At one or point, was... they make reference to a concentration camp in Morocco. Which I'm not yeah, quite so. sure about. <laughs> I guess the, the the Nazis were just setting up concentration camps in every corner. Maybe yeah. it was like a broader term, like it just meant uh, impromptu prison where they just collected concentrated people of interest in one place. It didn't really mean like, you know, where yeah, they all the bad stuff that happened to the Jews by the hundreds. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's they, what it was. Yeah, they, they never make. Yeah, they just make it sound like like a prison, basically not. The, yeah, the despicable thing it actually yes. was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that must that must be what it is. Yeah, yeah. That definitely right. would change the tone of that character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, mine next one is I like the sing off when uh, Rick comes back and um, uh, all yeah. the the Nazis are starting to sing their their German songs, and then Laszlo starts singing. The, the French song and the whole crowd sings up and the pride they take in it and everything and the Viva la France chants and everything. I thought that was really cool. And it seems like that would be something that w- it would happen, maybe? I mean, it definitely I could see the Germans, Nazis going in and singing their songs in another country's pubs. I don't know if, even if it was still France occupied, if they had the the balls that like shut them down like that. I don't know if that's something that happened, but I thought it was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get to the Ziggy Zuggy part. <laughs> well, yeah, that would have been rude if they were actually singing that song. But, I mean, that, uh, well, isn't that how all German songs end? Yeah. <laughs> With the Ziggy Zuggy. The Ziggy Zuggy. Nice. <laughs> so, Alex, number three. My number three is I finally recognize 
like <laughs> a lot of people from old WB cartoons from back in the day. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, and Humphrey Bogart, of course. And uh, yeah, a lot of people from Casablanca. A lot of those actors were in parodied in uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. Like they do a cartoon about the red carpet and everything to the Oscars. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Brought back a lot of good memories. All right. Well, so now that we're, so, but that did that guy do voices, or were they always just making fun of his voices? I think they were just making fun of his voice. Oh, yes. Hey, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Because I get. Yeah. I don't know. When were the Looney Tune cartoon? Well, you're saying like Animaniacs and stuff. When was this? No, no. The the old old ones. Yeah. Yeah. From from about that time. From about the 40s, 50s. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, by right. Animaniacs time they were doing uh what's my Jack Palance and whatnot. <laughs> you are my number one guy. guy. Scott. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number three is just I couldn't pick one, so I just put down the quotes. Uh so I was talking with Alex about this earlier today. Um, maybe this is further down his list, but just how many quotes came out of this movie? Uh, for something from like just the turn of the forties that has been parodied to death. But uh, so I, I wonder if there was anything before this that was ever quoted like this was. I mean, you, you have you know, there's some stuff from Gone with the Wind, which had a couple lines. Um, certainly, Mary, my dear, you know, I love you. Let's remarry. Yeah, certainly, uh, Wizard of Oz. Um, that came sure. but but this though, I, I feel like it takes the cake. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, this is my number one, and I think it is the most has to be the most quoted movie, right? I, maybe Godfather or something later on, but yeah, Star I Wars think it holds up. I think it holds up the top five even today. Yeah, because like I mean, Alex said he just saw it, but you knew all the quotes, right? I mean, you oh, yeah. that's where here's looking at you, kid, and. All this like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was Humphrey Bogart, but I thought that was like Maltese Fa- Falcon or another movie. Falcon. Falcon. Falcon Pooch. It's like Jeeves. They're all from this movie. Yeah. Damn. We'll always have Paris. Yeah. We'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. Right at the end, I'm like, "You son of a bitch, Casablanca! You got me one last time before the the end popped up." <laughs> of all the gin joints and all the things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I so love many. that quote. <laughs> I love that one mind. so much, and I never knew it was from. And play and it again, one, Sam. Yeah, which is not. A, that's why oh, it's going to be your crossover list. It's not even <laughs> yeah. close to that line, which cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, Sa- Sam, play a song again. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The wicked witch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. Let's play the other song. Yeah. Um, just this is my number one. I'll add one more thing too: is that I, when I said I went and watched these a long time ago, I did watch Gone with the Wind and I think Citizen Kane. I watched these all within a week, and Gone with the Wind. I mean, I think there were like two lines, and it's the frankly my dear one, and then like as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry, hungry again, again or whatever. Yeah. Like those are like the only two, and that movie's like five hours long. <laughs> <laughs> God, that fucking movie. Yep, I've got the vapors. <laughs> I don't think says that yet, but... Colonel Angus. 
My so, word, uh, Colonel Angus. Colonel Angus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quotes, quotes, quotes. Awesome. So, Scott, number three. That's that was number my two. Quotes. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Oh, that was yours. So, my number two? Yes. Yeah, my number two is just how cool Rick slash Bogey is. Epitome of cool. Oh, smoking. My number, one. Yeah. my number one. He makes smoking Smoke. cool. How is yeah. that even possible? Every- <laughs> Everybody's fucking smoking. Jeeves H. Yeah. Well, it, w- it didn't have all the health issues that it has today. Right, but but like, <laughs> but like, even against everybody else, is like, oh, all these people are smoking. But like, when Rick does it, it's, he does it like it's more cool than everybody else somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the way they kind of just introduce him, like, oh, have Rick come sit at our table, and now he won't sit with you. Like, yeah, I'm the second richest there. Well, that won't impress him, you know. Just they kind of set him up really quick before you even see him. And then just how well he plays it. Like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I watched African Queen, and he he's in that, and he's definitely not cool in that <laughs> in that movie. So there's some acting going on here, one way or the other. He was acting in one acting. of those movies. And, he did. He did yeah. have. There was one shot that that stuck with me. Uh, it's this amazing shot where he's getting plastered at his bar um, after everything's closed down, and yeah. he sees her walk in, and he looks up, and for like a split second, he gets a smile on his face. That like not even for a second, and then it goes away, and he goes back to like being a miserable bastard. It is uh, a brilliant shot, a brilliant bit of acting uh, that kind of encapsulated the whole character in one shot. Probably helped that he was really drunk too, and he's probably he probably was lit. (laughs) (laughs) Method acting. So, yeah, Bogue. Yeah, it's been number one. Two. By the way, would you guys call him Bogey? I know that's what his nickname is, but to his face. Yeah. Well, now probably. <laughs> no, but when I hear British people say bogeyman instead of the boogeyman, it just pisses me off. So when I hear bogey, <laughs> the bogeyman. Yeah. Or like in Harry Potter when like, oh, I got one of the um jelly beans that tastes with like bogey flavor. I'm like, oh god, don't say bogey, it's boogie. Yeah. There it is. Wacky Brits. Aluminium. <laughs> Aluminium. Aluminium. So that's my number two. So Alex, your number two? My number two is the actual music numbers that they perform in the film. Not only, I mean, also the the classical musical score in general that has a lot of emotion. Like, I would say even a lot more than a lot of movies have this day and age. Because with everything, it probably cost a lot of money to get an original score, and you had to make a count. So everything was very overdramatic, but just the numbers that Sam plays and then that other I thought she was Spanish but she spoke French pretty well that one lady that came out with the guitar and did her number all that was really cool I like I very much enjoyed it well they, they probably uh, Sam Dooley Wilson is his name uh, mm. yeah I gotta imagine that he wasn't getting too much of the back end for all those for all those performances he was doing unfortunately yeah yeah and, uh, yeah, he was assuming that's actually him, and they didn't try to dub him over. He was oh, really good. So. No way. Yeah. All right, Scott, number two. Okay. So number two is the the foggy airfield. Um, the the most one of the most iconic locations in all of film, uh, and still cool to see it play out. Um, it's really foggy for no real reason, <laughs> other than just to set the mood, I guess. But it, yeah. but it totally works. 
um, creates this air of of, of uh, mysteriousness, even though it's not really necessary. Um, helps heighten the them walking away. Like, not only are they walking to the plane to take off, but they're like walking. Like, she, she's basically disappearing before she even gets on the plane. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just really liked that, that that little touch there with the foggy airfield. That's my number two. Very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes it look very nice. I agree. And the whole scene, like you said, it's great too. And that's where, like, I think how, like, 12 quotes just get thrown at you at the very <laughs> yeah. end of the movie. Just get hit all the pillow uh, beans. <laughs> uh, my number one is the quotes, which we already talked about. And, uh, yeah, hill of beans, you just said it. So, uh, Scott, I mean, Alex, number Alex. one. Uh, Bogey being cool, but not just that. It's specifically just the way he just delivered his lines. Just so cool. It's very dry, very quick-witted. And I didn't mind him, like, speaking immediately after somebody else because it kind of played into his character. Like, he's that, like, pretty sharp with his words. Like, that one drunk lady is like, Rick, where were you last night? That was so long ago, I don't remember. (laughs) Damn! Ice cold! (laughs) Cold-blooded! And a few more lines like that that were just so cool. Yeah. That's my number one. Bogues. (laughs) Bogey. (laughs) Bogey. Scott, number one. Uh, number one's Bogey. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Making smoking Humphrey. cool. Yeah. The name I Humphrey really has gone away. Yeah, it? it has. Yeah, that too. Gone the way of the oh, dodo. Talk to old, talk to old the, name, there. the name Humphrey has gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> Ingrid and uh, Sam. Ingrid still seems like it's a European name. Though. Yeah, I think so. Probably. And she's, like, part of a really famous family, too. Let's not forget that. The Bergmans. The Bergmans. Her daughter, Isabella Rossellini. Bergmans! So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Benny. I think it's her Can't daughter. wait till all the hipsters oh, yeah. start naming their kids Humphrey. Yeah, We're it's gonna see onslaught. Claude. Claude. You Claude. <laughs> well, that's a French name. I'm sure there's, there's still tons of Claudes. Wait, what's the nickname for Humphrey? Like, what are you, Hump? The hump. <laughs> yeah, today that would be bad. <laughs> Free? I guess that's why they call them Bogey. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. A uh, little, little bit of trivia here. Um, uh-huh. Ooh, a little bit. Uh, Humphrey Bogart <laughs> apparently had to wear platform shoes for his scenes with uh, Ingrid Bergman. Because <laughs> she's, basically she's like an inch taller than him. But... Like, it was, you know, they needed to make him look a little bit taller. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I thought that was funny. That was the style of the time. Yeah. There's no such thing as a woman taller than a man. Yeah. So is she tall or is he just a short person? She's 5'9", he's 5'8". So so she's kind of tall and he's short. Yeah. Below average. They're both taller than me. (laughs) <laughs> below average yeah, that's why tower over you <laughs> alright so uh, let's rate it um, what would I give this I've been going back and forth it's I'm going to have to give it a 4 I can't give it higher than that because I still it is dated 
for for an old for an old movie, it is fun. But I it's, I've watched it twice, and that's probably I'll probably watch it one more time before I die, and that'll be. <laughs> 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 oh, wow, yeah. well, let's hold off on that watching. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a solid four for me. I really enjoyed it, but the rewatchability is not quite there for me. And um, yeah, there it is. Four. Alex, I'll give this movie a solid five, okay. just for. For bogey alone, it would have been a six, except for that Ingrid Bergman racist remark. <laughs> that went, oh, jeebus! That's an automatic point down for me because that's. I'm gonna watch this movie again, and I'm gonna wince. I'm gonna go, oh, here it comes. Oh. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm like you, Jeff. I had a hard time with this, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm also gonna give it a five. Uh, it, it's such an important movie. Um, that that kind of set the bar and the formula for so many things that came after it. Uh, but in the cafe, yeah. Uh, but just on the, uh, you know, actually s- sitting down and watch it. Um, I mean, it has some really cool moments, but um, it, it's too a little too anachronistic uh, to really get into it. Uh, more than every once in a while. So five. Yeah, it's like I like the idea of this more. Like I'd like to watch a clip show of this more than yeah. I like to sit down for the two hours and watch. Um, it. <laughs> and and I and I I didn't bring this up, but I loved uh, the the fact that it had kind of this bittersweet ending to, um, you know, not not everything has to be the mega happy crowd pleasing ending. Um, and they and I liked that they didn't go with with that in 1940. You know, we're still trying to break out of that shit today. Uh, and I, I like that they didn't go that route, um, and I really appreciate that. Uh, so I thought the German shot Rick also. I thought they both like shot each other, and I thought, oh shit, Rick's dead. It's really a shame thing. It's like, nope, he just d- deflected it with his cool. <laughs> that bullet just bounced right off his cigarette. Yeah, because <laughs> it looked like he shot right at him. Oh, and also, it should, it should bear mentioning that your dad probably hates this movie. Because of the rain. Because the train station. <laughs> in the, tra- the, in the train, train station. station. Yeah. <laughs> he was soaking wet. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, bone yeah, dry yeah, getting out of that train. train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was like, Jeff's dad's going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he never watched this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so part, it's I mean, not a Western. My dad's not watching it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so I feel bad giving, not giving this a high rating, but I'll give it a five. I feel bad too, but I got to be honest. I won't watch it <laughs> again. You know, that's that is part of our criteria. Is like how yeah. how much watch it, not what we necessarily feel it ranks in the pantheon of movies. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, now that I'm, if I think, what's so four is as good as it is bad. Five is you like it, but you won't rewatch it. So maybe I messed up here. Ah, oh, whatever. It's four. Maybe I'll correct later. Before I think four is if worth I was watching. Like, eh, I'll probably watch it a couple more times. You know, in my life. I think three, three is like yeah. us outright saying don't watch it unless it's like no. bad movie or you really like Jean Claude Van Damme or something like that or Steven Seagal or something. Yeah. So because that four is right in the middle, so I. I actually need a new category. It's like I like it more than I dislike it, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's 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 like that's like perfect uh, example of that for me would be There Will Be Blood. 
I saw it the one yeah. time and I really enjoyed it and never need to see it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, probably I can for drink different reasons. Shakes for forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, so to our crossover list. So this, um, as we talked about, this movie has tons of quotes, but one of the most famous ones is not even close to being what people say in the film. So play it again, Sam, is not in this movie. It's movie. play it, Sam, play it like you used to, or something. I don't even know the real version, but it's nothing the way it is yeah. everyone says it is. So we talk about other times in movies where that happens, other quotes. And this one was kind of hard because I'm like, I don't know if I know the, qu- the quote right or not. So I did have to look online a little bit here to yeah. find out whether I knew it. Yeah, uh, me too. Because <laughs> I was like, I've been saying it this way my whole life, but maybe that's wrong. And, and some of them were like, they slightly changed uh, a word. So I tried to avoid those. But um, the one I wanted to put here, my, uh, my number five, I guess we're starting here, is... Uh, from the graduate, and this one I do know because this is another one when I'd go back. Oh, I know this is a quote, and um, the quote is, "Are you trying to seduce me, or Mrs. Roberts? Are you trying to seduce me?" But it's not that; it's it's more of a statement. You are trying to seduce me, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. Or something. It's something like that. But I remember that being. Everyone says, "Are you trying to seduce me?" And that's not the actual line. It's you're trying to seduce me. So there it is, the graduate. See that movie if you have it. Maybe we'll do that one one day. I really yeah, like that movie. That's a well. great movie. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> decide whether to put this on my number one or my number five. But uh, one time guest Sarah and our co worker <laughs> today <laughs> was telling this ridiculous story. Well, first of all, she confused Patrick Swayze and Al Pacino. <laughs> she oh! Didn't know which one was which? <laughs> And oh, she was like, make it so. Which is the guy that says, "Let me introduce you to my small friend." Who's that guy? <laughs> to my small friend. <laughs> She's like, "Let me introduce you to my small friend." It's <laughs> Keanu Reeves, of course. Allow oh, me. Allow today. me to introduce was... you to my diminutive acquaintance. <laughs> right before I left work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, that's not number five. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. I mean, is that a commonly misquoted thing? Or no, is it isn't. Sarah? But it was just so out of left field. <laughs> so uh, egregious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. she could be, and she thought, because <laughs> the whole conversation started. It's like, oh, I was talking to my boyfriend, and I asked him, who, who do you think looks better now, Keanu Reeves, or Patrick Swayze? <laughs> oh, I hope the answer would be. <laughs> she's like no wait (laughs) I'm thinking of another guy the guy that says let me introduce you to my small friend (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing was just oh my gosh (laughs) yeah that's my number five (laughs) alright Scott alright my number five is uh, dipping into the old movies even going back further than Casablanca here is uh, no particular movie but Jimmy Cagney with the you dirty rat. Uh, and then they, people often oh, yeah, attribute yeah. other lines after that, but he never actually said you dirty rat. He never says that in any of his movies. Oh really? No. Yeah. Huh. He calls people rats and he says, and he says that he hates rats, but he never says you dirty rat. Yeah. You killed my brother. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. you're going to die. That's just quoting Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, I was quoting Ninja Turtles. But yeah, he doesn't say he doesn't say you dirty rats. So that's my number five. 
For anybody that doesn't know who Jimmy Cagney is, we got I I can't help you. <laughs> He's uh, the Lacey's partner, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll show yeah. Cagney and Lacey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, my number four is Houston We Have a Problem. And it's not that, it's I forgot what it was, but we have a problem, Houston, <laughs> or something, but it's not Houston, we have yeah. a problem. From Apollo 13. That's a good one. Um, that one is especially one, because like, that one, it's usually the one that stood out to me when I was like, I always heard that line, and I went to the movie, it doesn't say it like that. <laughs> so. How could they not get it right? <laughs> so, Apollo 13, Houston, we have a problem. Alex. My number four is from a uh, Disney classic, and it's a small change, but everybody, even I was convinced that the evil witch said Mirror, Mirror on the wall. And there was even, what, a movie or a TV show called Mirror, Mirror? But no, she says Magic Mirror on the wall. Mm, yeah. That one kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. It's been forever since I've seen Snow White, but That's, yeah, that was so yeah. ingra- ingrained in my mind that, that, like, well, that blew it. That's weird because... Like, both of them sound fine. So, like, but why would people drop the magic? Like, how did that... I don't know, it's fascinating, yeah, it's fascinating no to me that... Idea. That yeah. just through, like, meme... Memeing people... Memeing... Yeah, people memeing other people that it got changed. Me, 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 me. Yeah, you got one, one big game of telephone. Yeah. Yeah, when I was looking online, I saw that one come up, and it was weird. I always said mirror, mirror on the wall as well. That's what I thought it was. But I also... As I stated before, I worked at Disneyland and I watched Fantasmic two nights, two times a night for three years or whatever. And that's a line in the thing, too. And she does say Magic Mirror on the wall. So I was like, why do I think it's Mirror Mirror when I know this in Fantasmic it's Magic Mirror on the wall? So I I don't know. I don't know if it's the new version of Fantasmic. But yeah, I wonder if, like, what if the, like, the original script for the Fantasmic show, if someone had to go back and correct it. Maybe somebody actually it read it as Magic Mirror. Mirror on this stupid script. Who put this down? No, but I mean, it's. I think it's a direct lift from the movie, though. Yeah, yeah it probably is. I, yeah. Um, okay. Scott. Uh, my number four is... Uh, I don't know if people are doing this just to be ironic or they actually think this, but I hear it a lot and see it a lot in memes is the uh, Will Smith Independence Day, the Welcome to Earth... Uh-huh. He does not say Earth. It doesn't even sound. Yeah. It's, it says it says Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's the no, joke. he doesn't. He says Earth. <laughs> no, he clearly says Earth. Oh, Scott, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is that's one of those things where you get disappointed when you go back and watch it, and you're like, oh, he doesn't really say it yeah. like that. Daryl was my friend, Dad. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing, Alex. <laughs> Stupid, Matt. Uh, so welcome to Earth did not actually get said. He clearly says Earth. For anybody that happens to think that that's listening. Welcome yeah. to Terra. It is still way stupid that he punches him in the face though. That's that's, that's Now that's what I call a close encounter. Of the fist kind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> Alright, uh my number three is Do You Feel Lucky Punk? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's my number yeah, that's one. one. Is it? Uh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's you gotta you gotta ask yourself, do you feel lucky? Well, do you punk something like that? It's definitely not. Do you feel lucky? Yeah, it's the whole thing. The guy says, and he says it twice in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like the beginning, that the first guy, 
Man, I gots to know. <laughs> Click. <laughs> so there it is. Kerrigan. What you thinking? Callahan. <laughs> Kerrigan? No, are is you, it? Are you playing StarCraft yeah. again? <laughs> no, is it? Uh, <laughs> I was going Callahan. for the Simpsons guy. What's the Simpsons character? Oh, uh, McGarnacle. McGarnacle. <laughs> McGarnacle. That's what I was going for. All right. Kerrigan well, at all. <laughs> I was not even right on any part. I'll do it for you, McGarnacle. Well, McGarnacle, <laughs> little Timmy is dead. I slit his throat from ear to ear. <laughs> I'm trying to eat my lunch here. <laughs> so good. McGarnacle. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is uh, well, more, more of a literary thing. It became popular in the subsequent movies based on Sherlock Holmes. But in the books, in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's stories, he never says elementary, my dear Watson. He says, I think at one point he did say, like, dear Watson or something like that. And he does say elementary as part of something else. But never the two, like, together. Never the two shall meet. Yes. Not in the stories. Which anyway. is also a misquote. But then... <laughs> Jeff, does, just, uh, <laughs> does, does, he ever, does Watson ever say no shit, Sherlock? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice Scott wins. <laughs> yep, you win, Scott. <laughs> Shut down the internet for today. It's over. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, I've never read a Sherlock Holmes book, so I can, uh, or a book, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. Number three is Hello Clarice from Science of the Lambs. Not not actually ever said. Um, at some point he might say Well Clarice, but uh, like toward the end of the movie when he calls, um, he says Good evening Clarice, but the yeah. the whole Hello Clarice is never said, but oft quoted. But I agree with that. But doesn't he say it in the? Hannibal? I don't think he yes. doesn't. In Hannibal, he does. In Hannibal? Is that the second movie? Yes. I don't think he does. He does. I think over the phone. I researched this one because it, was, it almost made my list, but I was like, meh. You sure about that? Because I don't think he does. No, Pretty I'm sure. not sure, but I think. Yeah. <laughs> Either that one or Red Dragon. But he does say it in one of the sequels. Right. Okay, maybe. I thought it was Hannah. I thought over the phone. Well, in the, but the, the Hello Clarice is from the first. They're quoting the first movie. Yeah, then, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, um, my number two. I don't usually like to use our topic or our movie, but I had to do it. It's Play It Again, Sam. Because that yeah. one, I remember when I went back and watched this movie for the first time, and I was just like, that's not even close. <laughs> so uh, it really stood out for me. So Play It Again, Sam. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is... Uh, really misquoted by a lot of movie, different movies too where it says I don't think we're in Kansas anymore uh, she didn't say that nope it's slightly different but it's like Toto I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore there it is I, yeah so man, it's strange how these things change over time I mean I guess when you yeah. want to make the quote you shouldn't be talking to your a dog that's not there but <laughs> um, <laughs> put it on your flare yeah She's holding Toto. She's talking to him, but 
you know. No, but if you were to say it, if you're out of, you know, if you're somewhere you don't belong, that's when you say it, right? Like, oh yeah. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. <laughs> but like, you don't. Well, you don't. You shouldn't say Toto when you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Right, Toto's Scott. in Africa. <laughs> Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is the same thing. I have uh, written down here, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like enough of a nerd that I would just throw in the Toto if I thought that was the actual quote. <laughs> like if I happened to be in that situation, I, w- I would say Toto. So. Or you would befriend a person named Toto and just bring him around with you wherever you go, just so it would be... You know. Or just listen to the <laughs> Bless the Rains in Africa over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Scott, just, or Alex already made that joke. No two Africa jokes in a row. Come on. <laughs> uh, All right. My number one. Well, Casablanca. Uh, my number one is pretty obvious is uh, Luke, I am your father. Well, obviously it's no, I am your father. So, Sure, someone saw that one. Tony. That's my number one um, also. Yep. I, I couldn't. I, knew it was gonna be I didn't want to. I didn't want to have my list, but I couldn't think of anything else that would that would fit a number one ranking. Yeah. All right, Alex, it's not yours. Nope. It's Do You Feel Lucky, Punk? Oh, okay. Yeah. In lieu of that one. In lieu. Mm-hmm. In Luke of that one. Nice. And so Alex or Scott is Luke as well. Hey, you know, you said Lou as far as, you know, that's also a term for the bathroom. Do you know why they call it the head? I just learned this. Uh, uh, no, I should know this. Why do they call it the head, Jeff? It's because on the, the Navy, when they're on their boats, when you go to the head of the boat to take a dump, you crap off the the front of the boat. Mm. Oh, yeah, the head. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that on a podcast, so it sounds, sounds <laughs> it must, plausible. Must, must, it must be true. Plausible. Because uh, you don't poop off the back because that's where the captain is. I mean, he doesn't want the stink, I guess. And also, I guess the way the bottom of the boat actually concaves out in the back of the boat. So if you were crapping off the edge, you'd actually be shitting on the boat. Or in the front, you'd be pooping in the water. Mm-hmm. There it is. Sounds scientific to me. I believe it. All right. That wraps up this movie. But it's time for... Feedback? Uh, no, my bad. We're starting. I already. Uh, oh, that's right. Sent out a message on Facebook. Uh, I was hope I got it. I got it in a little bit late, so that was my bad. We're still new at this new scheduling, new schedule recording, recordings thing. And uh, yeah, I was hoping to get some feedback within 24 hours, but next time I'll give you guys more of a heads up. So I apologize, my bad. Unless I, I put out the uh, the email address, Did somebody check that chat. Nope. Uh, well, no, well, there's some spam. spam. Uh, In the place where you live. So, but yes, anybody who listening, if you if you want to uh, posthumously uh, send us a a list of your favorite misquotes, or have something to say about Casablanca, please do so. We might include that in a future episode. Yeah, we'll get it in. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And now it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. So, uh, Usain Bolt still sports really ball. freaking fast. <laughs> I guess in the World Championships, he had, like, blocks 
that were and he had like a terrible start and he still won by well not a mile but he won by a freaking lot so that guy's unstoppable what the hell still how old is he now he's got to be in his 30s by now right yeah well he's gonna be turning into glue pretty soon so he's gotta <laughs> oh Get it, cause yeah, I gotta admit, I don't follow sprinters except for once every four times a year, or once every four <laughs> once every years, four so... times a year. <laughs> Jeff's all about sprinters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, is there anything else? Uh, no, that's all the sports for today. Okay, <laughs> it's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, light. Light news for me this week. Uh, I did want to talk about a trailer that came out that is is uh, being. I got some hate on is, this too. Yeah, it's getting some serious shade, as the kids say, and that is the trailer for the new Bruce Willis vehicle, Death Wish, which is a remake of the nineteen seventies. Uh, uh, Charles Bronson, Chuck Bronson, movie about vigilante revenge. Uh, only like about 10 seconds, 20 seconds in the trailer, it goes into an ACDC song. And I can't, uh, I can't tell what the actual tone of the movie is supposed to be. If it's supposed to be yeah. like this kind of action comedy, they way, they mid, they could not have missed the mark more <laughs> as far as making a remake for the original. Uh, the, the premise in and of itself is kind of fucked up. Um, and it kind of worked in the seventies. Uh, but it's just a, it's all based on a book about the same thing where a guy becomes a vigilante, and the in the book the guy's a fucking nut job, like <laughs> it's you know, anti vigilantism, anti vigilantism, um, mm-hmm. and anti disestablishment terrorism, super yeah, yeah. Like So <laughs> and in the seventies it works because it was just kind of an exploitation film uh, with Chuck Bronson. Uh, but now, Jeff Goldblum. It just seems the whole thing just seems incredibly tone deaf. Um, just to have some some old white guy going around shooting people to ACDC songs. Yeah. Oh, so stupid. I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get what this movie's for. Are you just trying to cash in on Bruce Willis like one last time, or you know, before he's no longer a bankable action star, which I could would argue that he's already not. Yeah, he's already <laughs> since GI Joe. He wasn't for Pete's sake. So I, I just I, I don't know this this movie. Uh, at least the, maybe maybe the tone of the movie is way different. Maybe the message is that that he shouldn't be doing what he's doing in the movie. Uh, but I didn't get that impression from the trailer. Um, yeah. The freaking suits are like, no, you gotta liven it up. Yeah, get the kids into the movie. Yeah. Ugh. At one point, he's going to see a shrink in the trailer. Oh and, my gosh, that I groaned. And the shrink tells him, like, oh, you seem, like, happy and relaxed. Like, you should keep doing whatever it is that you're doing. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's when he's killing, actually, it's killing he's actually people. Yeah, murdering people. So, but if, if the whole premise was that he was, like, a serial killer, then all of a sudden it becomes interesting, which he kind of is. Yeah. But if under the guise of, uh, like, vigilante justice, it, it doesn't work. Uh, so, well... We'll see if they come out with a, a different trailer after all the backlash from this. Uh, yeah, yeah, just 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 looks terrible. Uh, so that that annoyed me. 
Um, let's see, a little, little bit of Game of Thrones. Not a full review, because we're not doing that yet. But uh, we're three episodes in. Uh, I At the moment you're hearing this, we're three episodes in. Yes, we're three in. episodes in the series. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as you as you listen to this, although we might be four by the time you hear this particular podcast, four or five, yeah, four maybe. or five. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, uh, we've only seen three as I speak as I speak now. <laughs> um, however, I guess one of the episodes got leaked before. So as oh, yeah, so as we record this, the fourth episode is not out yet, uh, but apparently it got leaked. Uh, apparently the scripts got leaked. Apparently HBO has been leaked. <laughs> uh, it, we're kind of at a weird point with these, I don't know, hacking, cracking, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but people getting a hold of the stuff from the distributors um, and then threatening to, like, ransom it back if they won't, you know, meet their demands. Uh, and so far, I, I, I applaud the, the Netflixes and the HBOs of the world, which basically told these people to go fuck themselves. Uh, and it, it is so much as a response of not paying them a dime. Um, we were at a point where we've got so much entertainment at our fingertips that, like, I can I can wait <laughs> the extra week or whatever for this stuff. You know? I, I don't have to, like... I don't know what these people are thinking when they if they actually think they're going to get money out of this. Uh, so... Uh, but anyways, yeah. Game of Thrones, third episode... Uh, they're really moving the plot along at this point uh, without getting too much into it. So for, for anybody that uh, is curious whether uh, the story's going to go anywhere this season, it definitely is and does. So, Yeah, I will say episode three has one of my favorite lines of all time, and all I'll say is, here's Jon Snow. <laughs> that was good. That's all I got to say. Um, this leak thing. He's alive. What I, <laughs> what I find interesting is that, or frustrating is I listen to other podcasts who like, you know, Game of Thrones podcast where they'll break down, um, you know, the current episodes and then they'll talk about, you know, predictions and they'll get feedback from their listeners as well. And they don't like their, so their biggest problem is they don't know if the people who have watched the leaks or read the leaks and they're passing them off as their own uh. theories and so they're like, they're like oh, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if I should read this because it sounds interesting, but I don't know. And so it's kind of screwed that situation up. So like now I become wary of like when they get into the prediction time, I just turn it off. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. if you're right, you know. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, I could see that'd be a big problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one more tip about episode three is they <laughs> they break the fourth wall a little bit to talk about how John's kind of a moody bitch. <laughs> yeah. and it happens a couple times and it's great <laughs> after six plus seasons they finally <laughs> they finally call attention to the fact that he's just super broody all the time yeah. and it's good yeah it's good uh, but anyways uh, that's that's all from me uh, I don't think I have any reviews other than what we just saw mm-hmm um, I have one review, no news. Um, I, the Master of None, I went through and watched that on Netflix. It was pretty good. I went over to my brother's house the other day, and uh, Annie put an episode on. And we watched it. I was like, I've seen it, but I don't think I'll like it. And I really enjoyed it. I came home and I just blew through it. I watched Whoa. through that in the week. I watched it. So it's, it's um, two it's seasons good. of that now, or three. 
two seasons. They're I think about ten episodes okay. each. They're half an hour shows, if that. Some of them are. That's with Netflix. So some are a little bit longer, some are shorter. Um, it's with I don't even know. It's Anzi Zazari or whatever the guy from Parks yeah. and Rec. Um, mm-hmm. Which, if you watch that show, it, I mean, he's literally either that's how he is, or he's playing Tom Halverford. It's like the same guy. It's just like he, he's he's not working today. He's not working in the uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec. This is him going on <laughs> dates and hanging out with his buddies. Uh, so I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so I would recommend that. And that's it. Yeah, the rest of the stuff I watched was for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> for this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I have wow, I have seen thanks. a few episodes of Masters of None, and I and I did enjoy it. I like. The show is funny. Um, I do like that it gets very introspective at times. Uh, the mm-hmm. the episode with the the I don't know what to call it, but the the robot seal that shit cracked me up. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to call it exactly. The therapy seal or yeah, it's like a therapy yeah. seal. Like that that episode, I recommend <laughs> highly to anybody. Uh, the episode that Annie showed me that got me was was I think it was like episode two or three where the their parents they don't their dads are so they want to go hang out with their dads they just want to go like look at their phones and stuff and they go hang out with each other's fathers and they find out kind of goes back into their childhood their father's childhood and you know the one guy's family's from China his family's from India and you see the hardship that's why they came to America now their kids are just you know douchebags American yeah, yeah. millennials yeah yeah no that that was that was a really good episode yeah. So yeah, and uh, that the uh, I forgot to say the Asian friend he's not in it that much, so I don't remember his name in the show. But that's the dude from Grandma's Boy, and I called it. I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere, and that's the only thing I recognize him from. But I suck. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I recommend it. Right. Alex, Alex, anything? Nope, I'm good. All right, I think that wraps things up. All right. uh... Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.